This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. Good to be back with you folks. And we're bringing you this study on uh, blood redemption in the Old Testament. And in today's study, we're looking at blood on the doorpost. We, we're in there in our last study looking at how this Moses was commanded or instructed to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. We, we painted you that picture, how they were there in bondage. They were, they were bond slaves. They couldn't do a thing in the world. They were making bricks, making bricks there in Egypt, making bricks to make all them pyramids out of. That's, what, that's who made the bricks, the, the uh, Isra- Israelite children. But let's, let's, we've been giving you that picture. And uh, this is how God looks upon every sinner as an illegitimate son of Satan, dead in sins, polluted, rotting in their own sin, nothing good, nothing to move your heart towards the Lord. You know, we have so much sanctimonious uh, little sentimental religion today. Well, just turn to Jesus. Come on now and give your heart to Jesus. Well, Jesus doesn't want your, your, your heart, my friend. The Lord Jesus Christ died to save sinners. We, this, this is a misnomer. When you talk about Jesus, that's an insult, my friend. That's not the Lord's name. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that every knee shall, shall bow and every tongue shall confess the Lord Jesus Christ. We won't get off on that at this time. We'll take that up later. But uh, we saw there, the only thing that moves the heart of God towards any sinner is the love that the Lord has in his heart for you. And we could spend months and weeks talking about the love of God. He said to Moses, I remember my covenant. When God moved to save a poor sinner, smitten in sin, lost, slave of Satan, he's moved because of his love for that sinner and because he remembers his covenant that he made with the son back there in the eternities. You remember that? The covenant that was made, God the Father said, I will call a number that no man can number. I'll call them. And the Lord said, I'll die for them. Oh, he said, I'll pay that price for them. Surely I'm paraphrasing the scripture. But my friend, in essence, that's what it is. The Lord signed that covenant. The Holy Spirit uh, was there. Holy Spirit, the third person of the triune God, regardless of what the fellow said that called me and wrote me and said there was no such a thing as God, the three people, and there's only one God. I mean, my friend, there's so much mixed up folks in this world today. But listen, listen, uh, when, when the Lord gets ready to save a sinner like you, just like you, fella, just like you, mother, just like you, my daughter, wherever you are, when the Lord gets ready to save you, he, he remembers that covenant. The Lord said, Lord God of heaven said, I'll save a number that no man can number. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I'll pay their sin debt. I'll pay their sin debt. The Lord paid my sin debt. Oh, my father, what grace it is. What grace it is. And because he remembers his covenant that he made with his son back there in the eternities, when God the son volunteered to stand good for that sinner, when he remembers that, oh, listen, then the Jews, they couldn't deliver themselves. They were hopelessly bound and helplessly enslaved. They couldn't go anywhere. No. So it was with you, my friend. So it is with you. Awaken, sinner. My dear friend out there, you awaken to your lost condition. You're bound. You're a slave. You're helpless. You can't get out. You can't deliver yourself. 
Listen, you can't save yourself. You can't you can't dip enough uh, soup at Christmas time or Thanksgiving time. You can't dip enough soup to save yourself. You can't knit enough socks to to give to the poor to save yourself. You can't you can't send enough money to to any radio broadcaster or television broadcaster to be saved. No, sir. You just sink deeper and deeper into sin and cannot save yourself. And this is exactly where those Jews found themselves. Those children. Uh, we call them the Hebrew children, the Israelites, the, the descendants of Jacob, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there they were in the land of Goshen, 430 years. And the Lord said, all right, folks, it's time to go. Deliverance has come. And that's what the Lord says to you, my awakened sinner. It's time. Time is up. Let's notice these Jews, however how many it was, in bondage. And God said, I'm going to save them. I'm going to deliver them. I'm going to carry them back to their land. So through his leader, Moses, he who was a type of Christ, he approached Pharaoh. Oh, don't you know Moses was trembling and shaking. He, Pharaoh, all he had to do was snap his fingers and they'd chop your head off, my friend. Just just think about it. Just You, you and I have nothing. Pharaoh was in control, control authority, dictator of the world, my friend, all the whole world. But Moses, here he was, he approached Pharaoh, who was a type of Satan. Here are those three or four million Jews. Egypt, a type of death. Let's get this picture. You know, we talk about painting the picture. Clearly in our minds, let's get this picture. When God gets ready to save a sinner, he, by the Holy Spirit, through the Lord Jesus Christ, now, folks, write me and call me and ask me, say, Pastor, tell me how the Lord saves a sinner. Will you perk up your ears and listen? Will you wake up, brother? Will you wake up, brother? You may be uh, three heartbeats away from hell. Would you just wake up here and listen? I don't know what time it is when you hear this broadcast, but wake up. Wake up and listen. Let me tell you how the Lord saves a sinner. The Holy Spirit, uh, uh, listen, by the Holy Spirit, through the Lord Jesus Christ, approaches a sinner. He who is in the land of death, dead in trespasses and sin, helped by Satan. So the salvation first has to be purchased by blood. That is through redemption. Through redemption. A substitute has to be provided because a sinner's debt must be paid in full. My friend, a substitute must be found. We spoke about that in a study past three or four days ago, you got to have a substitute, friend. I don't care who you are. You may be the richest man in America. You got to have a substitute. You may be the poorest man in America. You may be a drunkard in the gutter. You got to have a substitute. You may be a, a high society lady in your church, a big church with 30,000 members, and you a hooking bull in there. You might be a socialite on the top order. You may be a movie star called the greatest movie star in the world. Or you may be uh, the president of some great corporation. You got to have a substitute. I know, I know that when many of our celebrities die and the movie stars buy, die and, and great theologians die, they have folks tell all kind of eulogies for them. But my friend, if they never had a substitute, they died and went to hell. They did. Trailblazer, you te you telling me that folks die and go to hell? I sure am. The Bible says the soul that sinneth it shall die. And here we see right here, 
you must have a substitute. Listen, sinner. Listen. Listen. Salvation is by power because the sinner is held captive by Satan. You must be rescued from Satan. You must be delivered. We have that picture set before us here. Clearly, uh, in the God deliverance of the Jews from Egypt, they were held captive there in the land of Pharaoh, held in the land of death. Let's watch how the Lord delivers them. Three million Jews have to leave the land of Egypt. Three million Jews have got to be redeemed by power. And so do you, my dear friend. You're just like one of them. You have to be delivered. So Moses, we see him as he approaches Pharaoh and said unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to thee, saying, Let my people go. Oh, my friend, that's what the Lord did on the cross. He said, let my people go. And what did Pharaoh say? What did old Pharaoh say? Who is the Lord God? I will not let them go. I will not let them go. They're slaves. Now, my friend, I want to tell you something. Don't ever say what you're going to do nor what you won't do. Don't say, I will not have this man to rule over me. I will not bow my knee to the Lord. Because most, most likely what you set your heart and mind to not to do, you're going to do. You're going to do. And I believe with all my heart, uh, the Lord's going to rub your nose in what you say you're not going to do. I've heard people make a boast. Well, I won't never go down there and hear that crazy trailblazer again. I won't never hear him again. I won't. But, my friend, you will. Then you will. So Pharaoh said, I won't let him go. When the Lord approaches a sinner to deliver him, he says, let him go. Let him go. A ransom has been found. And Satan said, who is the Lord God? I want to tell you now, my friend, when a contest between Satan and the Lord God of heaven the Lord God always wins. You can't win. You cannot win, my friend. You cannot win fighting God. God is on the throne. God is omnipotent. God is uh, sovereign. God is all knowledgeable, all learning, all everything. You can't win? You can't win, my friend? No. You remember the story of David and the, and the, and the giant? Oh, 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 the old Goliath was roaring over there, cursing God's people and all this. He was a, he was a, I wish you'd go back there and read that. He was a big man, so I forget how tall he was, how big he was. Everybody in the country was scared of him. And David took his little old slingshot and he put five small stones, smooth stones in his little bag. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll fight Goliath. And nobody Nobody there on either side, Saul's side or the Philistines, nobody had any idea that David could conquer Goliath. My friend, God is on the throne. We have the Lord as our, as our uh, protector and our helper and our provider. You can't, you, can't, you can't thwart God's purpose, my friend. You can't do that. 
and old old Goliath went to roaring and raring and, and making fun and call said, Does thou call me a dog like I'm a dog to come out here with a with a lad and a slingshot? And old David, young David, put his hand in that bag and felt of them stones and picked out one that was just right. Put that thing in that slingshot and wound it up. I don't know how far apart they were. I think it was a long way. And he turned that thing loose, and that stone stuck in between old Goliath's eyes, right in his forehead, killed him, knocked him down, and give David a chance to go over there, pull his sword out of his scabbard, and cut his head off with it. Now, you think the Lord is not able to save you, my friend? You think the Lord is not able to conquer Satan, my friend? He is. He is. That's just how it is in the battle with the Lord. You can't win. You can't win. You fighting God now? You fighting this ministry? You fighting the old trailblazers ministry? You cussing this ministry? You cussing L.R. Shelton? You cussing everything? You can't win, my friend. I, I tell you, you can't win. I, 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 you can't. You can't. But old trailblazers running out of time. I wish I could have a few more minutes, but I, I'll get, pick it up tomorrow in our next lesson. But I've seen folks fight the gospel, and I've seen them go down. I've seen them go down. I didn't get any glory out of it. It grieved my heart. It grieved me to the core, my friend, to see somebody. It grieves me to see you. It does. It grieves me to see you reared back and says, I'll not have that man. To, I'll not have old Trailblazer to tell me I'm living in sin. Well, I don't tell you that, my friend. Remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you.